Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier podcast. We're here again with our guest host, Linda Pham. Linda, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Lucky? I'm doing phenomenal as always. And we thought we'd have a conversation on how to improve your social skills as an introvert or how to thrive as an introvert in an, intro- in an extroverted world. Um, but just kind of demystifying the, the terms and, and uh, like kind of outing ourselves as introverts <laughs> and then helping those uh, who identify in the same way and um, kind of get through that. So uh, having a bunch of uh, discussions, conversations and, and see where it goes. Uh, I, I went to the to the Googles and and did some research on terms of definitions, and the first one that came up was uh, a shy and uh, reticent person, which I don't like to use as kind of the normal definition, but that's what most people think. Uh, further down, there's a psychology definition where it's a person predominantly concerned with their own thoughts and feelings, other than with external things. Which, okay, I, I kind of get that as well. The, the the one that I like to use is. Uh, someone who gets their energy from a small group of people, and sometimes that small group of people is uh, by them by themselves. So, uh, what would you say, or, or how do you define like introvert uh, in kind of your uh, daily usage? Yeah, I definitely think we have to debunk that myth that an introvert <laughs> is a shy person. Yes, because I've had a lot of people come up to me and they're like, "You're lying. You're not an introvert, <laughs> right?" And there are a lot of extroverts out there who are shy. Like they might yes. like being around people, but they don't know how to interact. Yeah. So uh, I think similar to your definition and the psychology one that it's all about en- energy expenditure. So I like to think of it as like, um, say you have a bag full of coins, yep. and that's how the extrovert. Actually, that's how the introvert might start their day. And then once they have an, a social interaction, they give that coin away. Yeah. Whereas the extrovert has like an empty bag. And every time they talk to someone, it's, it gets filled up. Um, unless you're, this is where it's like, it's not as straightforward. But like for me, I love one-to-one interactions, mm-hmm. especially when someone where you have a really good conversation, you can go on and on and on and on. So I think definitely it has to do with like how you get energized. Yeah. Um, like I, I have a lot of friends who are introverted. I remember what my sister once said, "Oh, are you just three people who sit together and don't say anything?" And I was like, "What is that?" <laughs> so yeah, definitely more about um, energy expenditure. And just because someone is introverted doesn't mean they don't know how to socialize with people, and they're just more reflective with their thoughts and maybe don't say the first thing that comes into mind. And maybe this is where just it's more about like where your brain chemistry might be altered a bit differently. For sure. Yeah, I like the uh, coin purse uh, analogy where you're giving out. And uh, for the, the introverts, if you don't see very many people that day, that's a good day because your your coin purse is still full. <laughs> Whereas if you're an extrovert and you don't see people, then yours is empty. And actually, you didn't have a really good day. And I like the, the difference between kind of shy and introverted because I actually classify myself as an outgoing introvert, right? Because I don't mind initiating conversations, but I'd rather do it with one or two people because typically if you see me out and about like with one or two people, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm, I, I can talk with, with most of them. Once it gets to like three, four, five people, then I take a backseat and other people t- kind of take the, uh, the, the spotlight, which I, I think might help folks that are of the introverted persuasion to realize that um, there, there, there is a difference. And there's this other term called an ambivert, 
which apparently you can switch and context between the two where uh, people sometimes say, I'm, I'm an ambivert because in certain contexts, I'm like the most outgoing person. And in other contexts, like, mm-hmm. did you did you say anything all night? <laughs> that sort of thing could be like, <laughs> just really listening and paying attention, that sort of thing. Um, so so all those I think are, are, are helpful. Um, and for, for me, another uh, con- context that I like to share, uh, especially in the context of like networking and social settings is, is sometimes you're just new. Like if you've never had a coffee chat with a professional or um, something like that, how do you expect to be any good, right? Uh, what I often say in the class is like, well, who here knows how to play the piano? And then I'll pick someone who didn't put up their hand. And I said, well, if you went up to the class and I had a piano in front and I said, play, right? How good would you be, <laughs> right? And they're like, well, not very good. <laughs> Versus I say, okay, um, what if I just go to you and say network, right? How good would you be? <laughs> Probably not very good. But over time, you get better and, and better because I know I've learned a lot. Like I was horrible at networking, not very good. And now I, I do okay, right? Um, so just some things which I think folks need to hear in order to kind of demystify what that is. I, I'd love if you're willing to share some of your kind of introversion or your social skills uh, evolution, I guess, a little bit of, of, of that <laughs> Uh, going from, well, introverted to still introverted, but developing your social skills along the way. Uh, would you be able to share yeah. share your story? Yeah, for sure. Um, so growing up, I was really quiet, really shy. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously that I like to be approached first and um, then I would have a conversation with someone. But I think moving the ship from high school to university, you realize it's a, it's a bigger playing field. You're like, there's so much more people I can meet. Yeah. And um like you do have to put yourself out there if you want to build more connections and become more social and i think a lot like what's really important in terms of like growing your career and keeping that in mind um because not having like just good grades is going to get you anywhere so um early on i learned you know what i'm going to join student groups i want to find people of a similar mindset and building that leadership skills volunteer uh really really helps because you start being like when you're on a committee then that's when you're sort of in charge of doing things people look to you for things and so um regularly running events that sort of exposure at least first gets you comfortable mm-hmm. with working with people and you'll find there there are others that are more extroverted so then you lean on them as like mentorship or just observing because i think that's the one like key thing about mm-hmm. introverts like you're very observant you need to see how things work and think about it and then as much as you think about it, you also have to do and yeah. try. So if maybe the role is like, oh, now you're forced to like go and promote and do things and it's a team effort, that's your task. Um, it's being assigned those tasks. So that's where I slowly started developing. And I think what really, really helped was when I was part of the Human Resources Student Association because my background in HR, I was like, okay, I want to be in this student yeah. group. And that's when you have more of an advantage connecting with professionals and different colleagues of that sort because now you're sort of like running it instead of being the person who attends the events you're the one who's organizing it and you get this like special treatment Mm. in terms of like oh i get to interact with this person and this is where you'll find that at the end of the day the professionals coming in is they're just humans and i think a lot of us as like when you're a student in that mindset you're like i don't know how to talk to these people they're they're much they're older (laughs) i don't know what to do what do i say to them and then you're like no you'll see 20 years later they're actually the same person like 20 years ago everyone's just a kid trying to like navigate life right so 
I think um, instead of putting your mindset of like, what do I say to them? What do I say to them? Just be curious about like what they do and ask questions. So again, it's like exposure therapy in terms of like the more you get accustomed to things. And then I think I became most social when I got my mm. first job in HR because I realized uh, every week I had to do orientations <laughs> for new employees coming in and I was the first person everyone's communicating with. And then I realized that people don't talk to others in different mm. departments, but I get to because it was my job. So the more like it became an everyday thing, I realized, oh, okay, you know what? Now I'm super social. Everyone get, knows who I am. And I guess it means you just have to put yourself out there. If not, you force yourself <laughs> to be in that position. But if I had not been, like, I don't think I would have the opportunities or skill sets in my life now. So it's sort of like thinking for your future self so that your future self can come back and think and thank you for the like the present version you are now. For sure. I think a lot of that echoes with my story, but quite a bit differently where uh, I was pretty introverted up until my final year of, of university where I would have like a study cube. I would have like the couch that I stand sat in and, and read my books uh, all throughout first, second, third year. Uh, and then I, for whatever reason, decided to call it reinvent myself. And maybe it was because I was in my final year. I was a little bit more confident. I said, you know what? I'm going to join a club. And in typical uh, Asian fashion, I joined the badminton club. <laughs> right? so, and I made friends there. And because some of them were like uh, first, second, third years, they, they like looked up to me because I'm in my final years. Like, oh, okay. Uh, I have no cachet with any of these folks, but because I'm old, <laughs> right, for lack of a better thing, that then I was a little higher status. And then I realized that, okay, I can make friends. I can have conversations. And uh, I think it goes back to what I said about being new, right? Just with a little bit of practice, you kind of hone those skills. I, again, I was not the world's greatest by any means, but at least I could have a conversation. And uh, luckily, the group of friends that were there were accommodating. And um, with a little bit of success, it turned more. And then I ended up landing a job in, in consulting um, as a coder, as a developer, right? Um, but then that environment turned me into uh, someone that had to be social, right? Because they had like cocktail parties, networking events, whatever, on a regular basis. And if you didn't do it, then you, uh, well, you'd kind of be held back. And I remember many a time where I would make excuses to not go to these events. It's like, oh, I, I got a report that needs to be done or I got to do this thing. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, I didn't really have anything. <laughs> but then uh, after a while, after a couple of <laughs> years, actually, probably my second or third year, I realized, you know what? This is not helping me. <laughs> I see people doing way better than me because they have the relationships. Like I, I'm probably better technically in terms of the stuff that I can do, but they're better in terms of like uh, explaining and really uh, with the relationships they have. So I, I made a conscious effort and by making a decision, okay, I have conversations uh, and, and I'm socially awkward in certain situations, but others, it's actually fun and I actually enjoy the conversation. So what's the difference? And, and I found for me, it's, when I was like learning something from someone or teaching something to someone, I love those conversations. But when I was just talking about like the weather and the sports teams and the superficial stuff, it wasn't as, as fun and interesting. So that would be my go-to in, in future conversations. And then, yeah, now I uh, improve and I'm a little bit better and uh, can, can break the ice a little bit more and, and, and then get into those more meaningful, uh, deep conversations. But it was probably just like yourself where it was uh, through exposure uh, and, and, and therapy, I guess my own exposure therapy, <laughs> just putting myself in, in situations and doing yeah. that. So, 
Uh, and, and, and I love if you, if, well, I don't even know if you can remember, but maybe that first instance where like that decision to either sign up for the, 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 uh, club or to, I don't know, nominate yourself for, for a director or executive level type of thing. Was, was there any kind of yeah. issues or thoughts with, with that or something that helped you to, to, to navigate that? And then like the, uh, more responsibilities and things like that, or could, can you recall any of those, those types of early moments that might help folks? Yeah. Um, so I wanted to join the <laughs> Vietnamese Student Association because I was like, oh, it'd be cool to meet peers that are similar to me. And because my first year experience with that mm. group was so fun, it was like so enjoyable. And I wanted to give that back to the future generations. That really drove me because I think um, some of the executives were graduating and they laughed. I was like, oh, no, who's going to pass on the legacy? Well, I'm I'm here. And I think it's similar to what you said in terms of like, oh, you're in your fourth year. And now everyone's looking up to you because you're the oldest. Um, it mm. comes down to like confidence, right? Like, I think, you know, once you're there, you're like, I know how things work. I trust that I can do this because I've seen the ropes. Someone new coming in doesn't. And that intrinsic drive, I think, is is key. And I think. Um, something you really like that you mentioned was really cool was um, conversations where you felt like you were teaching something that that's so key when it comes to networking because the more your interactions feel authentic and genuine, the more you want to maintain that, right? Because if it's like, oh, we're not clicking, and sometimes it's hard, like you don't know what to ask when you're looking at someone. Like I hate being <laughs> the conversation starter. If it yeah. is the weather, let's see where it leads. Like I'm like, okay, well, this weekend is Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. What do you do for Thanksgiving? Um, so that's how you know what your five W's and how like whoever went like that's all you have to start with. When people go, I don't want to be curious about. Just look at the person. What do you have in common? Like, just think about. Oh, maybe we're yeah. we're in the same room. What have you observed? Like, things like that. It's obviously it comes with time and practice. Um, but yeah, I think that's. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I guess it's just some, some <laughs> advice and coaching around yeah. uh, like how to get started as an introvert, having those conversations. So yeah. I, I liked what you said about like the different uh, contexts. Uh, one acronym that I found was helpful in kind of the small talk world world is is ford f-o-r-d which stands for uh, family occupation oh. uh recreation and dreams right so a lot of people like talking about oh, cool. their family so and and not all things are alike for everybody so this is where the art of small talk versus the science of it comes in because a lot of people if you're in a professional networking you focus on that second one the oh this is occupation right their job and things like that and then once in a while, if you can bring in family, like, oh, what did you do over the weekend? Well, I spent time with my kids. Oh, tell me more about your kids, right? Uh, I, 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 I don't have kids, but I have some younger, uh, younger siblings, younger cousins or whatever, any sort of relatedness. And then eventually you get to that last one, which is dreams, right? You don't usually start with that, <laughs> right? Because that's a little too big for small talk. But <laughs> you, when you can kind of move your way down, then, mm -hmm. then it can help. So those are the, 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 a good acronym, F-O-R-D. For folks that are trying to get into that small talk, getting over their call it introversion, shyness, the the um, newness of everything, uh, and and start that conversation. And one thing that I rec recommend everybody to do if if you're on this journey is to take a, a minute, a couple of minutes at the end of each day, and reflect and learn. Right. So all the conversations I had today, what did I do well? What could I do better? Right. And those two things do it the next time. And I wish that I was more purposeful in, in, in that because I just kind of, I don't know, drudged through it and, and somehow it, it worked. 
but realizing that, oh no, <laughs> I could actually proactively get better. That was something that took me a really long time to to figure out. And I think it's it's, it's very helpful what you said about like being in the Vietnamese Student Association, right? So not everybody joined the Vietnamese Student Association, but whatever is the relevant organization and <laughs> starting off as a member uh, so that you know how it works couldn't be helpful. And then, hey, yeah. you know what? I want this thing to continue. So maybe become an executive and then from there you can you can uh, c- continue on as well so for sure that what are some of the other sense. things that uh, have helped you in your journey to to become um, more social develop your social skills or, or uh, I don't know less seemingly introverted uh, along the way was there a lot of proactive <laughs> uh, research or, or development that was done or is it really just gradually over time it, it happened or, or something else I mean, definitely life experience, but I think as well, I've been lucky that my school courses and even work workshops talk a lot about communication. And when people think communication, I think they don't understand the concept <laughs> of like comprehension because a lot of communication isn't just like what you say. And sure, you could be articulate with your thoughts, but if it's not being received or understood by the other person, then is your communication really effective? Um, in terms of listening, are you understanding what's being said? So there's always like courses on like, oh, how do you receive that message? How do you paraphrase that back to someone? Um, active listening, like for me, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a, a natural skill that I have. Like I know that I'm a good listener, um, but do have I really <laughs> understood the message you told me? I don't know. So in order to do that, you know, I gotta maybe paraphrase what you said or. Um, yeah, and if you if that person like acknowledges that you're like, oh yeah, okay, I've understood what you said. I think it comes with just yeah. like I said, exposure therapy. So you can practice this in your situations with your everyday life, with your friends. So, like hopefully right. you're not super isolated when you have people that you're talking to deal with that. Sure, like there's so much resources online. Like I think you can watch YouTube videos, podcasts, yeah. YouTube. What I said YouTube already. Google. Um, yeah, just to at least research but like you can't build upon it until you actually go out there and try it right so i think um you know if you feel that your friendships are valuable you want to try building a friendship like to the next level what are tips that you need to do google those tips and try it i don't know i guess your friends are now a science experiment um and then i guess if you want to apply that to your professional life um the lens of yes we're professionals but like i said at the end of the day we are still human and putting that less focus on networking as such a like oh my god i need to do this to get a job is is so much pressure like i'm going to share a story of like a recent thing that people might not think is networking but is networking um so in my condo building there's a security guard i always come by and i say hi to right and he he's a really nice guy works these late shifts and sometimes I'm like, oh, he's working late. I'll have a nice conversation with him or I'm this person who um, picks up my Amazon yeah. package. So instead of like, hi, thanks for my package. I'm like, oh, what's your name? Like, I always see you. And then you can ask questions on like, um, how long have you been working here? Yes, yes. So like I said, the whole five W's and the how. <laughs> and um, eventually he found out, obviously, that I'm in HR. I was recruiting and he told me that he right. had a daughter who just graduated school. And he's like, can you help her with her, like with her resume or finding a job? Is there any internships? I'm like, sure. That is a form of networking. Like it's as simple as that, right? Or going to the grocery store and or like I know someone who was working at Starbucks and she 
just finished school and she was in the same building of as these um yeah. ad agency people who would always get their coffee from her and you know share what she did as work so it's okay to talk about yourself too and your strengths i think um then it comes down to confidence and knowing yourself really well um being curious about other people but how to really practice that yeah you just have to go out there and be in the world. I don't know. <laughs> you know when you're like yeah. good at it and now you're like, I don't know how yeah, I I think a lot here. of it, it stems from action. You yeah. have to be doing it. But there are different like kind of books or courses and yeah. podcasts and like this one <laughs> you should be listening to and, and improving. But um, <laughs> I guess it goes into there's always opportunities to improve wherever you are. So the the security guard, the concierge, the person at, at Starbucks serving your coffee, right? So uh, probably don't want to do it like in the heart of rush hour when everybody's uh, trying to get their their order, but but maybe when it's a little yeah, when it's a little <laughs> yes. less busy. Okay, so I, I, I see on a regular basis, get to know them a little bit more. That can be super helpful, and uh, kind of developing those relationships mm-hmm. will help you in the context when it, let's call it more uh, higher stakes, right? When you have that, uh, I don't know, person that's your potentially your future boss or like a senior person that can help you, then you've already gotten comfortable enough in engaging in those conversations there. And and maybe it starts with your friends, as, as you suggested, or maybe the call it arm's length friends. So, so that person in class that you say hi to, but you don't really know. Or like the uh, group of friends that, that uh, you hang out with a core group, and maybe you have like an extended group where uh, people are in the periphery, which again, you know them, but you don't really know them. Those could be great folks to call it practice with, as you said, your the experiments <laughs> on as well. Uh, but yeah, but there are also resources where, where I know there's a uh, like concept of like levels of listening, right? To understand that at level one, there's like uh, listening for yourself, which is the people who are just waiting for like a pause in the conversation so that they can respond and they're not really paying attention. They just want to say something. Then there's like content and context, right? Uh, as the as level two and three, and then there's like meaning, which is uh, what's not being said, even though you've had it. Because I think I hear that uh, men tend to live in like levels uh, two and three, and if you're in a relationship where you're arguing and and they uh, someone says like like you you haven't even heard a word I said, and they can repeat it for verbatim. Well, they're probably level two, but they miss the the subtleties with the sarcasm or the way you said it, the tonality. So they miss the meaning of it. And then the understanding is really validating. You know what? Uh, this is what I interpreted. Can you confirm? Because sometimes we project or we have all these understanding or we think they said that and we interpret. But if they haven't actually confirmed, we don't know anything, right? It's, it's just a story we're putting in our head. So there are ways of practicing, but you got to take each and every one of those concepts and do it, Right. Um, and, and practice and get a little bit better today than you were yesterday and, and, and keep on going. And the W5H, hopefully folks are going through their it in their head, like who, what, why, when, how, <laughs> if folks don't know what those are. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of useful yeah. tips are, are in here. Uh, there, for folks that are on the journey to improve their, um, I guess, their social skills, even as an introvert, because uh, like like we started off with, both of us identify as introverts, right? Uh, I would rather be in a small group of people than a big group of people, um, but I, I can talk, I can get to know you, and I can learn a little bit more, and I'm pretty decent at that. But after like a big cocktail networking event, I'll be like, I'm so glad that's over, and I'll have to recharge for, 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 for a little while. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are, are there any other kind of, tips, tricks, or, or, or lessons that, that you'd want to share with folks, uh, the introverts uh, out there that, that might want to improve, or maybe even for the extroverts that that uh, 
should should do things to to improve their relationships with 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 us introverts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. So I actually took an improv class, but okay. only because work was promoting this. Um, so I was like, "Whoa, this is very interesting, <laughs> right?" Like, I'm like, I cannot do improv, but my manager recommended okay. it. She's like, Linda, I think you should try this. It was like improv for work, <laughs> and essentially, it really does build on your communication skills. It was like a three hour workshop, and it was an exercise where like you would throw a ball to someone, and then we throw all these okay. random objects and see if we were <laughs> receiving it, and then we were yelling out different words and. Um, I think it was okay. basically, you know, the send receive. That was the first message of that exercise. Um, one that resonated with me though, it was there was a pose we had to do in the middle of this the circle. So okay. there's a bunch of us standing in a circle and there's only one person in and they're holding a pose and they can only get out of that until okay. one person another person jumps in to kind of save them to get out. And there was no strategy, like whoever goes in goes in. And the person that's standing there is kind of like waiting, right? So they're holding this pose. And until someone jumps in, like you realize someone's in their head. They're like thinking, what's what pose should I do? Blah, 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 blah. But the moment you put that focus onto that other person and just go out there and jump in, save them, that everyone was going and it didn't have to like flow, but it, it was fun. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of that was that we're in our heads so much yeah. and life is just improv. At the end of the day, when someone says something, you're reacting to that. And I think with yeah. the cocktail events, you know, over time, you're you're in there, you're going to react to it. Yep. And then you're going to realize it's a bit routine yep. what you're saying over and over and over. And then you get more comfortable with it. And you realize, oh, well, I'm here now. This is kind of the flow. This is the gist of it. He's, if you need to see someone do yeah. it first, that's totally fine. See how they're doing it. Then mimic, right? So I think um, it's okay to go in with observation. That's how I like yeah. to learn. Um, yeah, because you can watch all the YouTube videos you want. Okay. Um, although there's um, someone named Vin Jang. He talks all about yes. communications, really effective. Um, this Australian guy. Yeah, really good. So he's someone I recommend. Um, he has really good tips, but I, I try to think that in my day to day and just be present when you're interacting with someone. So if life is improv, like I got to make sure I'm listening to you as present as I can. And that's the issue. I think a lot of people do. They think in their head, like, well, how do I respond to that? But then they're not listening to the context of the full sentence. So instead they're like, oh, well, how should I say this? You're not listening to a person anymore, right? Cause you're like, oh, this is in my head. So I think um, the more present and grounded you are in the situation yeah. and then try to recall what they said, then you can add your thoughts to it. Yeah. I think people are more in their head losing their thoughts. Um, so yeah, I think at the end of the day, it comes yeah. down to- I mean, to I love what you said about life is improv, here. right? And if you want to take improv lessons to improve your life, hey, that, that's probably not a bad idea. Or even things like like Toastmasters to get you out public speaking, but <laughs> nothing kind of beats being yeah. there and just having conversation. Yeah, yeah. Again, it doesn't have to start big. It can just be with like the, the cashier or the the um, waitress or something like the hospitality yeah. folks. That's what they're trained to do. So you might as well have conversations and practice with them, and then you can extend out to to other folks. Uh, I think that that's uh, yeah. beneficial. And yeah, Vin Jiang, I, I I have seen him around, so I'll. Uh, look at his work a little bit more um, but again it goes back to doing things it went kind of full circle what you talked mm-hmm. about the levels of listening like people in their head 
um, just waiting to respond. Being present, I think, is is a, a great skill and, and listening in general. So maybe if more folks want to meditate and be mindful and, and stuff like that, um, take a look at those types of things. And I, I, what, I, what I took from it is to avoid what people call like like the awkward silence right because sometimes a pause or like not talking is actually a good thing mm -hmm. right and you don't always have to fill it like let's let's get rid of the awkward and just call it it's a silence it's a pause it's actually good and it's only awkward if you make it awkward yeah. <laughs> right? um so being used to that so i think there's a lot of uh, exactly <laughs> there and uh yeah if it's there's maybe one tip that we'd give uh the introverts out there to to start doing now um what what is one one tip that you suggest them to to undertake as we kind of close off this episode nike just do it like <laughs> <laughs> and if you really need assistance watch to talk watch youtube videos yeah. find a course just so that you build that confidence in order to do it because i think that at the end of the day if you don't believe you can do it you don't have the confidence um, you're not forced in a role that will make you do it. You're never going to get over that fear. And it's on that other side of fear that you're waiting for, right? It's that consequence. Like, what's what's the worst that can happen? Like, what that you didn't try? Or when you tried that, like, no, no one, you're not going to say something bad unless you're, like, thinking of saying something bad. I think yeah. it will, you're going to learn in that situation. So good or bad, it's better to, like, go and do it then regret all the opportunities that you didn't do because you let this hold you back. Right. Yeah. And it's really neither good or bad. It's just what do you learn and take away from the situation? That's important. Um, and and then what came to mind is, is there's, I think, a quote that goes something like, uh, you, can, you can't, it's harder to think your way into action versus act your way into thinking. Right, because if you start with the action first, eventually you'll you'll believe it. But if you think your way to it, it's like it almost never happens. Because right? hey, you get in your head, especially as Luki. Well, that's that's quotes. the stuff. <laughs> that's the stuff that I love. Um, I but know. yeah, take any of those, but stop them as quotes and turn them into action. I think is super important. But uh, Linda, really appreciate you uh, being here and, and and sharing a little bit of your insight. So hopefully, all those introverts out there. We'll go out and be uh, a little bit more social than uh, th they were yesterday. So uh, thanks for, for the conversation and hopefully we'll have you back for a future episode. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Linda. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.